Oi, you, you are not taking inflation seriously enough. <laughs> Mikey. A, shit, I just, it was so beautiful, your voice, I thought it was just him singing. <laughs> you wondered where I was going with that. Mate, we've got a huge podcast today. This is one of those ones where you've come in here with a stack of notes. You're genuinely worried that people don't understand inflation well enough. Yeah, I mean... You want to go back to some basics. Back to some basics, and then the cost of it and why it continues and why we have to be aware of it. Beautiful. We love those pods, mate, because we can give people some practical things to think about. Before we do, I saw something that I think you would love. Now, you might remember our friends of the pod, Double Yoke. I do. They have an article in the NZ Entrepreneur magazine and online telling their story. Wow, cool. Now, they've gone from 100k in turnover to 5 million in four years. You fucking beauty. That is epic. I thought you might like that. I love that shit. Try making that in property, baby. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop We've it. been accused this week of bashing property. We have, yeah. Okay, so look, the funny thing is people are like, oh, you know, you, you, you seem to bash property. I, I don't think that's the case. We just like to cover all different things but also you make a fucking mint every year out of people buying property so yeah, like, my well, business relies on it <laughs> <laughs> so people wouldn't come to in you in fact this inflation stuff we're going to talk about today will show you why it is still a good hedge in fact there so. we go so double yoke for those of you who may not have heard they have sponsored a number of these pods friends of the keep the change podcast they love the podcast internally too uh, so shout out to amy as well who's a big fan of keep the change there at double yoke but this episode is sponsored by our friends at double yoke double yoke are bringing trust back to the offshore software development double yoke combine local technical specialists with their top tier offshore uh, offshore talent to help you crush your product backlog. For a flexible and cost-effective software partner that you can trust, visit doubleyoke.com to speak with their team. And if you don't need anything from them, go and read this article for some inspiration from some of the key lessons that they have had in the last four years taking their business from 100k in turnover to 5 milli. Now for context, not too many businesses in New Zealand get to a level of turning over 5 million. Probably, I think it might be 3%. Wow. So, you know, these are some 3 percenters here that yeah, we've got to learn awesome, from. Yeah, that's awesome, $5 million is a lot of cash. It is, and they're friends of the pod. So it's good to see the community that we're building uh, around Keep the Change as well. Now, mate, without further ado, I think is the saying, or maybe further ado, I'm not actually sure, but <laughs> hey, we're not here for getting things perfect. We're here to learn. So give us some background as to why this has got you fired up. I'd imagine it's because the inflation figures came out this week and it's a huge success, mate. Inflation's yeah. down to 6%. <laughs> yeah, man. And like people that follow this and the Instagram accounts and stuff like that, um, of course, I talk about inflation all the time. I was on here before inflation technically was a problem two and a half years ago or whatever, talking about it. Um, and whenever they do an inflation print and I share it and you share it on Keep the Change, I get messages constantly. And it's like inflation came down, but prices aren't coming down, question mark? And I'm like, exactly. Like, I can see people starting to understand it, but I really want to talk about and make sure people can grasp the fact that if the word inflation is used the price of things is going up. Any, any inflation, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's 1% inflation, 10% inflation, prices are increasing. Things are getting more expensive. Yeah, so inflation coming down is not 
prices coming down. Shit, we're getting fancy here, eh? Yeah, just uh, thought maybe we'll chuck the uh, the camera on very briefly. Oh, yeah? As I'm about to hit the emergency call on my phone here. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is an emergency. <laughs> what what you're saying is that, so we've got a 6% inflation rate now, which is annualised, so yep. basically things are 6% dearer than they were... A year ago. Yeah. When they were 7% dearer then. Yeah. Yeah, so inflation has come down from 7.3 to 7.2 to 6.7 to 6, right? Yep. Now, that is all very well and good, but it doesn't mean your prices are coming down. Okay. Are we going live? Yeah, mate, we're live. Oh, we're live. <laughs> yeah, we're live on the pod too. Hey, look, there's no, there's no editing around here. So I just throw distractions at you as you go. So, so, But even quarter to quarter, right, so this last quarter, because the 30 June quarter data's just come out, right, but things are still 1.1% dearer than they were the quarter before? Correct. Yeah. 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 So prices have actually increased in that quarter. Correct. So yeah. it's an increase. It's not a drop. Yeah. So if uh, it's, it's a little bit hard to understand because when you hear something coming down – you think, oh, yeah. cool, prices come down because it's price index, but it's not, and it, it's going up. It's just going up at a slower rate. Nice. So the way they control it is with interest rates and forcing us to go and spend more on you know, the, the cost of, of money and debt and things like that, so we can't go and spend it on you know, a, a coffee, so the coffee shop can't keep raising prices because there's less demand. So are you saying that when I go to the viaduct next year, my beer isn't going to have come back down to $10. It's still going to be $15, if not more expensive. So the only way it can come down is if we have deflation, which is very rare occasions over the last 100 years have we actually had deflation, like times of war, things yeah. like that, when, it's, <laughs> when, they, when they really truly stop everything. Um, and it's a problem because as humans, we collectively... All eight billion of us try and work on things to improve technology, improve productivity, make things cheaper. Um, so we're constantly. If you thought, if you think about it, inflation was at zero, and the and the, the money supply was zero all the time, just at an even base, everything would actually get cheaper, because you we create stuff. We we go from building a car to a tr- to a train to a car to a plane. Mm. You know, like this stuff's. This is how we we make life easier. I can. If I wanted a meeting in London by the end of this week, I could do it. You could do it now online. Well, even yeah, even better. Like so, yeah. the cost of flying has gone down to a Zoom meeting. Yeah, you know. So like, we constantly do this stuff which is deflationary, but we're always fighting the inflationary monetary policy. This might be—I don't know if you've got this in your sixty-two pages of notes here—but <laughs> then why do we constantly want prices to? Increase because reminder for people out there, our inflation target is between one and three percent, and we're like, that's healthy. Yeah. Okay. So this is where it gets starts getting scary. So two things is okay. Our inflation target and targets are believed to exist. I looked into this, and it's because <laughs> economists and and central banks and stuff tell us to believe that inflation is good, so we don't hoard money and we spend it. Right, so if okay. you if you uh, have a two percent inflation rate, it means because two percent this year, two percent next year, so it compounds. Right, if you have a two percent inflation rate every year, which would be bang on the middle of the target, your money that you earn today will be worth exactly half in thirty five years. Well, wow, even with just two percent inflation, just two percent. So, and so we, what, when you say worth half, that means that in what thirty years? 
my same amount of money can only buy me half the amount of products. Yeah, if you have $100,000 now and it buys you a new Honda Civic Type R or whatever, yeah, and you just have that $100,000 and that's it, you, ch- you keep that under your mattress, in 35 years, it will buy you the equivalent of the new Toyota Corolla, Got which yeah. is $50,000. Yeah, I see. <laughs> because the money has lost value due to that inflation rate. Yeah. So that's... That's one thing, and the the I guess the ideal, and I think it is an ideal. Honestly, once you start going down the rabbit hole of this, you're like, oh shit, this is a bit weird. Um, the the idea behind it is just because because if money held its value, you would save it, and therefore the theory is that you would consume less and and invest less, and you know take less risk because the money has value, so you hold on to that rather than the value is in the Lamborghini or the house or, you know, the money's in the, uh, the value is in the money yeah. long term. Um, so money wouldn't move as much. That's the theory, but I think it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course you need shelter, of course you need food, of course, you know, if you want a Ferrari, you need to pay for it. <laughs> mm. So I, I think it's a flawed uh, thing, but, and so the theory is, is that a little bit of inflation is good, but too much or deflation is bad because you'll save money and, you know, save for your future. What a fucking terrible thought that is. <laughs> and then a little bit is good because it keeps everything moving, and then a lot is fucking terrifying. And we're probably in between a little bit and a lot at the moment. And, you know, when I started looking into this, I looked into the, to the New Zealand dollar and over time. And, I, you know, it's on the Reserve Bank's website, the, the guys that run inflation, basically, um, and, you know, they say the target is between one and three. And before I go into this, granted, the Reserve Bank only started inflation targeting in the early 90s. Okay, so before then it was just them as a regulator of banks almost, but controlling the money supply in a way, but not using the, the tools that they have now. Yep. So I went back to 1960. So that's... You know, what is that? 63, 63 years, years. Yeah, I actually went to, to Q, Q2 1963, so it was exactly 60 years. Okay, so that is June 1960. Yeah, and I looked at it, and New Zealand was on the pound at that time, and it converted a few years after that, but it, our own one, and we went to dollars and stuff like that, which is another form of uh, money printing, but anyway, we won't talk too deep about that. Yeah. So if you had a million dollars in 1960, right, you'd been very successful You'd made your million dollars. In today's money, as of today, as we sit here today, that equivalent would need to be $54 million. Wow. Yeah. So in 63 years... 60 years, yeah. 60 years, sorry. I oh, see so you went from 1963. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in 60 years, basically, to live the same life with that million dollars, say, let's just say... You'd need fifty-four million, so to buy the same houses, the same food, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's how much the currency has devalued thanks to the inflation rate. So our targeting now is one to three percent, right? But on average, in that time, if you look at every year and work out the average over time, it's compounded at five point four percent. Shit! So way they above suck. the target. They suck at keeping it between the one and three. <laughs> yeah. So now this is where it's funny. If you go, what's sixty times five? Three hundred. Okay, so this is where people get confused because that would be 
and like if we just don't think oh, about what I we're see. doing. But when you compound 5.4% annually over the 60 years, it works out to 2,614%. Jesus. So that's your inflation rate over 60 years. Wow. So we get confused, right? Like, mm. And we've had drops of inflation, big drops of inflation, actually negative at some point through those years. That's just the average. Yeah. Where it really gets terrifying is, let's just say the 5.4% rate that has averaged the last 60 years was to continue and your dad who made a million bucks back then managed to keep its purchasing power and you're inheriting it this this year at 54 million dollars and all you've got to do is keep up with the inflation rate in 50 years from now that needs to be 750 million dollars start at the start mate my mind's (laughs) fucked (laughs) give me the data again you've got your million bucks in 1960 okay yeah you've kept up perfectly with inflation somehow Today you have $54 million. Yes, yeah, I've got $54 million in 2023, you, you, baby. Your dad's dead, right? You, you've Fuck. inherited this today. Okay. Cheers, pup. Or mum. <laughs> yep. Now, you, your task is to keep its purchasing power, so keep up with the same inflation rate for the next 50 years. I could do it, man. $750 million is what you'll need to buy $54 million worth of stuff today. I'm not sure I could do it. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> Holy shit, so that's only 2073 in 50 years' time. Do you want me to ski you more? Not really. Just let me fucking... (laughs) I I like to um, actually just come to terms with my uh, being scared to start with. So is that using that 5.5%? 5.4, yep. Bloody hell. Which is the average over the last 60 years, so... You assume that it then extrapolated out. Yeah, and, you know, if they do a better job and keep it between one and three, it'll be a lower number, but it's going to be like 450 million. Yeah. Man... Okay, so basically what you're saying there is that if I wanted to pass on that same level of wealth to my child um, in 2073, that I'd basically need to be handing over 750 million bucks. Correct. For them to have buy the same shit as today, right now, what I can get for $54 million. Yeah. and Fuck, I'm done with this pod, mate. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy. It does. Um, well, it does. Yeah. There's there's some funny articles. I, I saw one on Twitter that was an investment company in 1996 in New Zealand saying that they say in 2020 or whatever, beer will be $16 and uh, a meal out will be 120 blah, blah, blah. So you better get your investments right. And mm. I was like, fuck, that's funny. Yeah, like they'd work, they'd done this calculation, obviously, yeah, yeah. playing on it. Wow. Um, and you would never have believed it in 1996 that a beer would be 16 fucking dollars. They were like $2. Mm. And, you know, I mean, just just so you understand the compounding effect of this, that same calculation continued. If you wanted to, if you were trying to be, pass down your wealth through generations, continuing that calculation in 100 years, it'd be over $10 billion. Jesus. It's only two people away. In 100 years from now? Yeah. How many? Two billion. Ten. Ten billion. Oh yeah, great. Even yeah. better. So yeah. so this is like this is why going into a recession now, maybe deeper than we are, and I think that's probably coming, is very important, <laughs> unfortunately, mm. because the threat of inflation long term is terrifying. Well, if a hundred years, you know, one million dollars in nineteen sixty is ten point three billion dollars. In 100 years, it's the death of the currency. You're fucking, you're Turkey, Lebanon, Venezuela, all these countries that have had their currencies blown out. Yeah. 
So, it, so is that one million to ten billion in a hundred years from nineteen? No, that's one hundred sixty. Oh, sorry, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Nineteen sixty to one hundred from now. Yes, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. can you imagine like even the seven fifty million? Stupid. The wow. fact that it's fifty four million from nineteen sixty is fucked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and. I think as you, so hopefully you understand a bit of that because it compounds, even when it's coming down, it's going up. Those mm-hmm. are like the important rules of it. And I think the reason that I say a recession, uh, you know, uh, recessions are horrible. People will lose their jobs and, you know, the the price of your assets and housing and shit goes down and it's a yuck feeling and, you know, all of this stuff. But that cost on society is far less than the cost on society of sustained high inflation because honestly that's over a long enough time frame that's where the wealth inequality comes from yeah and that's what causes uh like social cohesion to break down and Mm. things like that you know like it is no accident that the we all notice the crime in new zealand increasing and I honestly think that there's a way bigger correlation to the cost of living than people would like to believe, including politicians. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, like, if it's really, really hard to get ahead, what happens over time is, you know, this goes towards housing as well, right? We subconsciously believe that housing is a good investment. Maybe, and you will have pockets of extra growth when, you know, certain areas do really well and there's new industry and stuff like that but the reality of it is when you see the numbers of the cost of money and how it how it gets discounted over time is it's just protecting the energy that you worked for Mm. because if you put a million dollars in the bank it's worth nothing and well it's worth 500,000 in 35 years but because there's a scarce asset that you can bolt it onto that's what we do and whether you know that consciously or subconsciously uh, everyone does it. <laughs> that's yeah. our that's our protection in New Zealand because there's limited land and unlimited money, and because we all collectively do it, it supports the system. And <laughs> yeah, it actually kind of it turns into a bit of a Ponzi. <laughs> I hate to say it. So people but, are protecting their wealth. They're protecting their million dollars, or their fifty-four, or even their two hundred k. Because we should probably take it back to just like some you know yeah, things yeah, that realistic really stuff. Yeah, you know. To protect your cash once you build it up, it's basically, let's put it into land because that's a scarce asset. We know that realistically the house does not increase in value unless you add value to it. Usually they depreciate in value. They they come down because the roof's going to fuck out, et cetera, yep. et cetera. But the, the real principle, like that rich lister said to me, you know, you make your profit in the land over 10 years, not the house on top of it. Yep. So you're basically finding a store of wealth and not to go down this rabbit hole, but that's often also why a lot of people like Bitcoin, right? Because it's got a, a fixed amount of supply. So fixed they're supply, like, what's the same thing? policy, no central bank. Like yeah. there's lots of reasons why people like that. Mm. So this subconsciously, people probably like land and property in New Zealand due to inflation without actually understanding this piece. They've just been taught from someone, the sooner you get on the ladder, the better. Not necessarily to get on the ladder, but to protect yeah. what, if what you, money you've had because it's devaluing. To, exactly, because if you go to work and you work 40 hours and you get your 1000 or $2,000 a week paycheck or whatever the number may be, subconsciously, or consciously, but most people subconsciously know that the money you're earning now is literally worth nothing by the time you die. Yeah. So what do you do? You have to spend it because... Going to enjoy life, man. Fuck it. Yeah. YOLO. Well, you're, you're forced to spend it because it's also worth nothing. Yeah. 
So the future value of that shit, you might as well use it up now. And then it comes down to deciding whether you go spend it on, you know, toys and and shit, mm. or you go and use it, and that's where investment comes from. Yeah. And I think inflation is a problem because it forces that upon us. It forces us to have to do that. Where it's like, I spend a lot of time niching down and becoming highly skilled in my area. And then once you make money, you're like, fuck, I've done all that work and all that skill and development and tried to make myself intelligent in my field. And then you get the money for doing the work and providing value. And then I look at it in 35 years and it's fucking gone. Mm. And you're like, okay, cool. Now I've got to go and develop another skill outside of what I do for my daily work, taking energy away from that skill and putting it into knowing where to store it. That's a lot to ask of someone. I wrote a money mail on this yesterday when I was in here on this whole thing because I saw someone saying basically like, oh, people don't want to struggle anymore to get anything. I just don't understand it. And I thought, yeah, because you've done the struggle, like you know what's on the other side. Mm. And I can see both sides because I've done both. But I thought, no wonder people don't want to. Like what I wrote in this money mail is basically primary school, let's say five years, right? Is it five or seven years? Uh, high school, five. So you're at 12. And then you go go to university, three, 15 years. You get out of your job and they go, we'll pay you 60K a year. And yeah. I think it's less than $1,000 in the hand each week. That's before paying off your student loan. Yeah. And you go, what the fuck? Did I just sacrifice 15 years of my life to invest in myself, Yeah. this education? And now you're telling me that I'm getting less than $1,000 in the hand. And that's where I think then people don't believe in the, right, go and learn another skill, become more valuable. They're like, fuck, mate, I did that for 15 years. This doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where people quit and they go like, nah, man, like I, I did 15 years of that and that doesn't work. Like, yeah. look, look what I have to show for this. Yeah. But, you know, as we have tried to encourage people to think, it's like, yeah, but you, how can you think you're going to be valuable when you all come out of the same system with 15 years of the same thinking and go, here, six of you have got the same certificate. Yeah, you're not scarce. Yeah, you're all worth 60K each yeah. in the market. Um, and now you need to prove how you're better than the other ones. And you're <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck? That's not what happened at university. So that's where you've got to pick something. That's why people say stick to your passion, do something you're interested in because they know that you'll go down that path further, you'll learn more, you'll then earn more because you're more valuable you're more educated in that space than other people and then you'll go oh shit thank god i did learn about cars for three years mm. didn't do that at school thank god i learned about fishing and now i've built out a fishing instagram account where i can now sell advertising or something like that right yeah. so yeah it's uh i can see why people go the whole like oh, investing yourself thing they're just like no nah, fuck mate i did that for 15 years it doesn't work yeah and it gets way harder right because we have uh part of society that is conscious of what's happening with inflation, so they act accordingly. And then there's the subconscious, which also act accordingly. We go to work and we, we you know, get on the ladder and we mm. protect our wealth and we end up putting all of this money that's left over at the time into, into investments, which is like shares, houses. We see it in art, yep. like, like fine art right now. Uh, I see it in cars and things like that over time. They inflate Watches, away. Yeah, crypto. So all of a sudden, these desirable things start getting very expensive. So the the younger or the starting out or the people that didn't understand it and didn't put the effort and time into it start feeling very left behind mm. because you're like, I can't afford a $5 million piece of art on my wall to protect my $5 million worth of value. Fuck him. 
Yeah, why they? I don't even have a house yet. This this bruise, we see it massively in the housing market in New Zealand, right? We see the division around, you know, the the hate for landlords versus landlords being like, well, we provide the houses type thing, and like there's yeah. this this fight. Yeah. It's a business versus like no, it's a right, and all this mm. kind of thing. You renovated it all. Now you're just making it more expensive for everyone else. Well, the over time, this breed because of that wealth gap that gets generated. This is where inflation starts to breed populism in government. And we see like the Green Parties with the wealth tax because we need to redistribute the wealth, right? And a minimum income level for, uh, yeah, income amount for people we guaranteed so we can fix poverty apparently. The, I understand the way that that's viewed. I look at it and be like, okay, you... You say you're going to help the people and tax the wealth and all of that kind of stuff, increase taxes, and then redistribute it to the lower end of society. It's very hard to argue with. But my main problem is is that you're blaming capitalism and not inflation. And it's, it's so incorrect over time that, oh man, it, it kind of, it's a bit sad because I feel like if you sit down with someone for, like these people in power and stuff, if you sat down with them for like a day and discuss history, inflation, economics, mm. and where that stuff has gone wrong with inflation and how it causes these things, you could probably get them to understand and turn a few. But, you know, like people blame capitalism, but capitalism is, right, Luke, you have a cow, I have a whole lot of veggies. You want some veggies, I want some steak. We swap over and we shake hands, done. How is that not a good system? It's the ultimate. It's not, hey, you've got a few cows, just I'm going to take one. That doesn't make people happy. Mm. That doesn't, that doesn't bring a, make a cohesive society over time. But in, so like capitalism works really well the problem inside capitalism is inflation. They're two very different things. And I think it's, it's a very important thing to be aware of and very important. Uh, it's helped me a lot because I, I went through a period of being like, fuck, it, like that stuff up there that they've got is very hard to see how that's available to get now. Mm. You know, um, and it is a hard thing to, to break through. It is still possible, but also it's like... Phew, like, how come the odds are stacked against us so much? It's because of that. It's not because of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, understanding those differences is massive, eh? And I think we should put more emphasis on that with any government stuff. The government don't talk about it. They're like, oh, cost of living crisis, we're going to fix the economy, but we won't cut taxes to do it. Mm, yeah. It's like, you know, the tax take... The growth in the tax take, if you look at the charts in New Zealand, is fucking insane. And <laughs> if you think about what we're talking about over like this 35-year period in terms of lo losing half its value, I don't know when, if we don't include the 39% tax rate on income, if we just talk about the standard progressive from, I think it's 10.5 as the minimum up to 33, I don't know when that went into place. But I do... I couldn't find the article before I came here today, but I have looked at it, and there was a lady that did an article in interest.co.nz that showed the graph of how on overall, from the time of when this was put in place, tax has been increased by 27% because they haven't changed the brackets. 
Yeah, wow. Like, that's pretty fucked. Yeah. And then not only that is, like, it's fuel and now it's 39 and, like, there's... So there's... It's just getting eaten. Yep. Um, and it's pretty... I can I can massively understand why everyone feels like it's unfair out there. But it's because of this. Yeah. There's no... there's the, it, You just have to th- think past it. Once you understand how inflation compounds, think it over a longer time frame, and then you find all these answers and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. I wish I had these sooner. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to go back to you said before about how crime you think is an outcome. And, and I agree. Like I think, and I've been saying for a long time, and I always go back to that video I made in 2020 when I'm like, fuck, guys, like money is going to be worth so much less on the other side of this because we're just making it. You know, the hairdresser across the road, they're getting paid and they're not at work. Like that mm. is broken that we got taught growing up. If you want something, you've got to work for it. I'm like, that is not happening. Um, And so now I think we're sort of paying the price for the decisions that we made. And again, I don't care who was in power when it happened because I think they probably would have all done the same thing. You know, I saw something interesting the other day and it was like, why did New Zealand, Canada, Aussie, et cetera, et cetera, all do the exact same thing during COVID? Some of them have got different governments. So it probably wouldn't have mattered. They probably all would have done the same shit, made the same mistakes. There would be some little differences, but... Often that's you know, how you know it's central banks, though, not governments. Governments just write the check to send it out. Yeah, it's the central bank that is the one that has the power of making additional cash. So I think people are like, "Yeah, fuck, you know, crimes here because of this." Like, partly they can probably see that, but it's all the little things around this too, and it's the fuck beers are expensive, bro. Throw them on the company card. Let's see how many we can get away with. And then it's like, oh, what the hell? Why have we got a $200 bill from a couple of the fellas going out on that Friday? Like, things are pretty tight. Why have they gone and done that? Oh, create a bit more friction internally at work. Um, there's, man, taxes are now 39%, and I don't feel like I'm getting anything returned for it. So, you know what? I'm going to fucking, like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do these extra shifts mm. because, like, why would I? I, I don't, like, I don't want the 60%. We start discounting our future. Yeah, and, and people will... People who don't get taxed at 39%, 98% of them would be like, fuck, what do you mean? Like, wouldn't you want the 60%? Trust me. Even myself, it's like five grand to do a speech. And I'm like, okay, I've got to go all the way to blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've got to come back. I'm going to lose my sleep because I've got to fly now. Uh, that means that, you know, I'm going to not be operating at the peak that I want to be. Is the three grand after tax, is it actually worth it to me? And I'm already questioning that, mm. you know? So I... Probably shouldn't. And a couple of my mates are like, come on, bro, you're fucking turning into, like, don't think like that. But I'm like, well, yeah, shit, I've got to pull myself back. Yeah. Um, and then other people are like, oh, I'm going to claim this now. Or, you know what, like, you know, it's the, the crime thing, the ram raid thing. Well, you can't blame people for stealing from the supermarket. They've got to provide for their family. Oh, the, the, they're profiteering. They're, they're putting all the prices up. So no matter where you look, it's just going to be real murky. And I think a number of these things are now we're now paying the price for giving out so much cash and for devaluing the dollar further and further and further. And we've got to just accept that that's the world that we live in and it it sucks. Yeah, man. But it is what it is. I think that that crime piece is like, it's like how does inflation affect crime? crime? It's like so far away, like, you know, the price of fuel versus crime. But it's, it's everything and it's a phenomenon all around us that, that causes it. What happens, I think, over time is that if you're capable of saving and focusing on your job and knowing that your money that you're saving is going to hold value so you can go and do things with it later on, 
you end up putting a value on your future, right? Like this is getting a bit, a bit but, deep. But yeah. yeah, but because you're like, oh, cool, I can save up for that and do that, and I can do that and put that into my business or buy that car or or whatever it is. You can you have a value on your future now. If you subconsciously or consciously know that your money is trash, then you put zero value on your future, then because what happens is you start to care a lot, I've got the note here, we start to care less about it because it becomes, but anything becomes unachievable. Mm. Because if there's no point saving if you can't get it anyway, right? Yeah. So there's no point putting time into it. So as we lose sight of our future, we become less civilized because if you have nothing to gain, you also... Having to lose. to lose. Fuck. That's sad, man. That's it is. Scary. That's scary. And so, what do you do? Bad shit. Yep. You know, shit like, you'll regret. Yeah. But shit, you won't. You'll regret, but basically, it's like I've got nothing to lose, though, so there won't be any regret. Yeah. So, that's the way that I try and correlate it back. It's a little bit hard to explain, and I'm not the best at it, but basically, that is, you know, high time preference versus low time preference. Yeah. And you're getting stolen of that with inflation. And I think. We can't just be like, okay, the inflation rate's zero tomorrow, crime is fixed, it's not going to be how nah, it works. Nah. But systematically, over time, with an average of a 5.4% inflation rate, taking away from the, the lower and middle of society and separating that gap, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. Of course that was going to happen. If you end up with like... <sighs> yeah, and I mean, when it comes back to, to government as well, they're incentivized to do this, actually, over time, because some somewhere along the way, someone clever in government figured out that, like, oh, this is more powerful than a company. <laughs> we can, you know, run this shit. This is quite cool. I've got, you know, diplomatic immunity and all of this shit that we can do. And, um, you know, if we end up having more and more, so the lower class and, the, like, if we split it into three classes, lower class, middle class, upper class or whatever... If we keep inflating, it starts going affecting the lower class first and then it starts affecting the middle class and then all of a sudden you're reliant yep. over time because if your money's not worth anything, you can only be told that like, okay, food is too expensive now. This is zooming way out over a really long time. Food is so expensive now. We're going to control it. We'll give it to you. You've just got to go and do this. Mm. Okay. If you vote for the other team, they're, they're not going to do that. So you won't better keep us in. Which is, who do you reckon the government works for? Oh, fuck, at this stage, I'm not too sure. <laughs> Any government. Not no, for doesn't, us. doesn't matter that it's like... Themselves. Labour, National, Left, Right, you know, Democrat, Republican, whatever it is. That, that The fact that it's become like an industrial complex that it's like... That we the fact that we fight over it is odd to me. Mm. Why do we fight over the people that work for us like that? I just don't even understand it. And then to get massively defensive and tie our identity so into odd. it. But yeah. this, like all of this stuff, explains a lot of the reason why. When you start zooming out, it becomes yeah. impossible not to have them because you need them. Yeah, it's like having parents when you're a baby. It's fucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're dependent. So. Um, I think on that too, like we're 
because the the weird thing is that they'll say, look, you know, what class gets hurt by inflation more? Well, it's the lower socioeconomic class, right? And it's like, yeah, but like, what? Why are we using that as the the thing where you're kind of like, oh yeah, shit. It's like yeah, you know that you're doing this to them, but then you're like pretending you've got the solution for them too. So as an example, if we go the other end and we say, look, okay, say you've got ten million bucks, and you're up and you've got knowledge that the that the lower class, let's say, don't have. Now you're going to understand inflation. You're going to go fuck. I need to do something smart with this ten million bucks. And you know what? A ten million dollar waterfront property is probably a good inflation hedge. Yeah. Because I know at some stage someone's going to come along and go, "Those are scarce. I've got twelve million. Could I have it?" And you'll yeah. go, "Fucking boom. Yeah. Yeah. Give me twelve million for it's it. Safer yeah. than a bank account in a lot of regards. Yeah. And so that's the difference because we try and solve all these problems and talk to like, oh, we can fix the, you know, we're here for the working class and the middle class and the lower class, whatever fucking class they want to put us into. Yeah. But then they all hurt those same people and then the other people on the fringe are like, I can see that that shit is a lie. Yeah, I've got yeah. to figure this out for myself. Yeah. Like, you know, where's the Labour or National coming out saying, hey guys, we printed heaps of cash um, you guys, to protect your wealth, you should probably go and buy heaps of scarce assets. So go and buy um, some of those beachfront properties. Like if you can get your hands on it, guys, like do that. Yeah. Because we're, we're fucking the lower class and the middle, et cetera. <laughs> but, but you guys, hey, just a heads up, we're going to do this. So hey, go and... Like they can't talk like that. No, they can't. But the upper class are like... They already oh, know I've that. I've seen though. this before. Yeah, yeah. My, my blah, blah, blah taught me. Yeah. I read about this. I, I accumulated the knowledge. Yeah. And so they're like, fuck, you're forcing me to go and do this. So then they go and do it. And then it this creates more division because then the lower class are like, what the hell? Like, I'm struggling to fucking eat here mm. and look what bread costs now and you're off buying a fucking waterfront property. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, because I'm trying to protect my wealth that I've worked to create or, or inherited or whatever. But, you know, I think that that's where the whole thing just, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, it's like a fucking maze and it's just the the people claiming to have the solutions create the problem too. But mm. then we stuck down there like fighting, being like, yeah, they did a great job for me. They mm. gave me $350 last year when I needed it the most. Yeah. Haru. Yeah. My life's way better now. A year later, completely forgotten. We'll get back to that. But going back to like crime, uh, tax, all that stuff where people start to make different decisions, the, the one thing that I forgot is I went to the physio last week. It cost me $105. No mm. ACC. Same. <laughs> no Southern Cross, nothing. 105 bucks For me, completely valuable because... I'm like, I need to go. I look at myself as an athlete. I'm like, I've got a problem. I need to fucking address this. So I go and do it. I walk out of there and I think, geez, man. Like, if your kid was complaining to you about having the same issue that I did, you'd probably be like, sorry, champion. You probably just need to fucking harden up a bit. $100 a week, nah, not a chance. Forget about it. Yeah. You know? Or you go, I would have gone four times for this, but I'll probably only go once or mm. twice or something. And then the same thing, I was watching something the other day where there's a, a healthcare set up and they provide free access to under 14s because they're like, we've got to look after the tamariki coming through. Mm-hmm. They're like, sorry guys, can't do that anymore. $45 minimum. And they're just like, we just can't afford to do it. Don't have the resource, etc. Yeah, And it's like, bang, that's the people that don't have $45, they now don't have access to that healthcare. Yep. Because the cost to provide that for free doesn't doesn't work anymore. No, the model's broken. So can't. he broke the model. So like I said before, these are all the little things that I think we're seeing off of the back of going, yeah, let's give everyone fucking 80% of their income um, yeah. whilst they're not working. Let's, yeah, let's let's lend some money out at 
Yeah, and, and you it, can't just look at it on face value and be like, voting that team in will fix it. Yeah. No, it, it won't. <laughs> it won't change anything. And the sad thing is that, like, you know, for people listening to this, they've got to pre- take protection for themselves and then go away and figure out, okay, now that I know this, what can I be doing? Mm. And you then feel a little bit bad because you realise, like, oh, God, now I'm going to contribute to the problem because I'm going to make my life better, but then... Spread the gap. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to get ahead and then protect what you earned while getting ahead, you're making it worse for the people that are just starting. However, I think education solves all things, mate, eventually. So what oh, I mean yeah. by that is that if, you, if there are people who want to be educated and want to learn things, like you do not know what you can do with that. And that's why you see so many wealthy people uh, will donate money back or they will donate education back or they will facilitate an increase in education because they think, well, if I could just encourage that person or one person to have a new set of skills, then what is the compounding effect when they become they change it, they break a generational cycle, for instance. Mm. And I think that's where once you kind of get a little bit more than what you need, often that's why I talk about giving so much because you realise like, oh shit, okay, like someone did that for me, yep. I'd like to do that for, for yep. them. Yeah. I think um, like the solution is making sure that you're aware of it. Yes. So you can be like, okay, I must act accordingly. Mm. And yes. then... Once you know better, you do better. Yeah. So make sure you understand and then, you know, number one is protect you and your family. Go hard. So just on that, like once you know better, what is going to work better for you? Getting on Instagram every day and commenting, fucking labor, oh, fuck the, the patriarch, I think is the latest word. I've, I don't even know what that means, but I see that popping up. Oh, fuck the system, fuck capitalism. What it, like if you do that for six months and you make no other changes, like does your life get better in six months compared to, okay, I know that this inflation thing sucks. Uh, now I need to figure out how much I need to earn to try and protect myself from inflation and hey, look, I want my kids to be able to go on school camp, so maybe we are going to have to do that fundraiser that I didn't want to have to do. Or my friend once said, hey, you can come and split some firewood out at our farm if you'd like. You're like, Fuck, I shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> no, 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 don't really matter. Like, now you realise, okay, what if I took all of that time commenting on social media and blowing up about it all for six months and went, one weekend of the month for six months, I'm going to do something that's going to fight back my purchasing power. Who's going to be in a better position in six months? Yeah. Yeah, you... You do not have to be a fucking economist yeah. to figure out the answer to that. Yeah, for but sure. Unfortunately, so many people get trapped in that first bracket and they live there for so long and then that just spirals and it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I, I feel sorry for those people. I'm like, oh man, if you could only just just pull yourself up and look at yourself or even like fast forward 10 years and look back at yourself and go, mate, what am I doing? Yeah, because it doesn't serve you. Even if you're right. Yeah, you even, probably are. Even, like if part of it even if you're talking that way and thinking that way and commenting that way, even if you're 100% right, if you continue down there in five years, nothing would have changed. Mm, like so, you're going to waste your life. Yeah, instead of doing that, fight to fix it in your own way. Yeah. Which is be a bit selfish and get, get your shit moving, eh? Well, mate, I wanted to pull up a couple of examples because what you were talking about earlier to work out what a million dollars worth, or uh, what a million dollars would potentially need to be in future years, right? So uh, from 1963 to 2023, $1 million is effectively $54 million. So I was like, okay, I'm going to dig out this inflation calculator because anybody can do this. And this is not some conspiracy theory. This is the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, Mm -hmm. rbnz.gov.nz. And you can Google the inflation calculator. They have it on their website. They're like, we have the data. If you want to come and see how much we've uh, devalued the currency, then... (laughs) 
come and work it out. So I thought, well, what's a couple of examples that I could kind of think of that I thought would be, you know, interesting? So I thought, well, let's say it was, two. I think it was quarter two, 2022, and they said, look, we're going to give everybody $350 mm-hmm. that earns under $70,000. And people went, brilliant. And now a quick story here. I'll whisper this one because I'm not supposed to tell it, but I'm going to. Actually heard from a rich lister that their wife got it. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you're stoked about that? <laughs> okay, didn't think so. So now let's say, okay, so what I've said to this inflation calculator is what would, using the general CPI, that costs $350 in quarter two 2022 cost in quarter two 2023. Mm-hmm. So then I hit calculate, and it basically says that it would cost those same things would cost three hundred and seventy-one dollars and ten cents. So if they were going to do a cost, what was of the starting three fifty? Yeah, that's what people got three fifty. Wow. So that basically means that if they were going to do it again, they couldn't give you three hundred fifty dollars. They'd have to give you three hundred and seventy-one dollars ten to get yep. the same goods and services yep. in only a year. Now, you know. I thought, okay, well, that's people like, fuck, it's only $21, mate. Yeah. You know, grow <laughs> up. And I thought, hey, when did, you know, when did the lockdown start? Because that's when I started freaking out about how much money uh, was getting given out. And so I actually had to go back and Google and figure out. Like, like April 21? Yeah, March when? 21? When? Oh, 2020. Yeah, when did all this shit happen? I nearly got arrested in May 2020. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So at 11.59pm on March 25th, 2020, New Zealand shut down. Now the 2020 COVID wage subsidy was to help businesses pay staff impacted by COVID-19. It was available from the 17th of March 2020 to 9th of June 2020. So that's the first time we started saying, we don't want you to let all these people go, we're going to give you a contribution towards their wages. And then I lost track of the amount of subsidies after this. Mm. But this sort of set the precedent, It was right? astonishing. Yes. So I thought, okay, well, let's ask the Reserve Bank then. Okay, that's quarter two, effectively, in 2020. Yep. So I had to go back to quarter two, 2020. And then I thought, okay, well, let's say you were earning $70,000 then. And you pay tax on that and you pay your KiwiSaver. You're left with... $52,809. So you think, okay, well, I had $52,809 to spend mm-hmm. in March 2022. Like, that's what you'd have in a year. And I thought, okay, well, let's just see then what that 52809 is effectively in quarter two, 2023. So I asked the Reserve Bank, what would, using the general CPI uh, inflation rate that cost 52809 in 2020 quarter two cost in 2023 quarter two. Now it said to me, oh, not not too bad, just a casual $62,089.66. Uh, I thought, shit. Net. No, t- basically $10,000. Oh, yeah. So I thought, okay, so now that's saying that that same 52 uh, is basically, I'll just make sure I've done that exactly right, 52809. Uh, in that quarter, so then I thought, okay, well, that is that's of course after tax. Mm. So then I'm like, okay, well, let's jump on the PAYE calculator and work out what's it going to cost for me to make sixty two thousand dollars after tax. So I thought, well, I'll key in eighty five grand, uh, and that is basically spot on. So. Sixty-two. So you have had to go from a seventy thousand dollars income to an eighty-five thousand dollars income to achieve the same net result, yes. adjusted for inflation. Yeah. 
So if we Ooh, then... Ooh, it's a big jump. Yeah. If we say 15,000... How many businesses do you reckon are going to be handing out that this year? <laughs> 15,000 divided by <laughs> 70,000, that's a 21% increase. 21.5% increase. So you needed three a, twi- years. a 21% pay rise from pre-tax tw- yep. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's insane, eh? Yeah. So, and there's, so there's a great example of... So what, what this then spits out, so I, I may have got, because I did these calculations today and they actually came out a little bit different, so forgive me if I haven't nailed this exactly, but I'm fairly sure that's roughly right at, at a high level. But anyway, this then tells me uh, underneath the Reserve Bank calculation, it says that's a 17.6% total percentage change. It's a three-year difference. It's a 5.5% compounded, compounded average annual rate of inflation, and it's a minus 14.9% change in purchasing power. Mm. So if you think that Mikey and I are sitting here taking the piss or creating some fucking conspiracy, conspiracy theory or something, like devaluing the dollar, like that's just terminology we're using. The Reserve Bank are literally saying, oh, thank you for your use of this calculator, Luke. We're going to tell you that that is a change in your purchasing power of basically negative 15%. <laughs> so in that three years, your purchasing power decreased by 15%. Yeah, it's all there. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I am pumped now that yeah. I know this. I, yeah, I was about to say something really bad. Yeah. But right. yeah, I mean... It's fucking staggering, really, right? Yeah. It is. It's like, wow, only three years ago, the value of money and what you have to make has changed that much. Yeah. And then if you're like, okay, how many three-year periods do I have left in my life? It'll really fucking scare you. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, we want it down uh, faster and down back at... Man, okay, I don't even know why the bracket is 1% to 3%. Why isn't yeah. it 0.1 to 0.3? Yeah, good question. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a scary rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah. But the, the purpose of this is basically like, please understand inflation more. If we go back to basics, so this month we've found out that inflation has come back to 6%. And the celebrations were fucking everywhere. Yeah, and we don't want you to be like, ah, oh, rejoice. Mm. Jesus is not far from coming to save us yeah. all again. Yeah. Like, in a year's time, shit might be 3% dearer than it is today. And we'll be like, that's so good. And we'll be like, can we remember that we've now been outside of the targeted ban for fucking four years or something? Yeah. What did you do in those four years to protect yourself? Or did you just let inflation rob you of your future? So again, are you thinking about increasing your income? You know, are you understanding what drifting into that above $70,000 tax bracket does to you? You know, do you understand your situation? How are you protecting your dollars? Be careful going and risking it because, of course, too, the markets could go backwards um, and therefore you might not have return of your capital and you may just want to protect your capital. And, you know, I know Mikey, for instance, is sitting on quite a bit of cash at the moment and he's talked about that a number of times because he's like, well, I'm happy to have my purchasing power eroded somewhat just to know that I've got access to it should there be something that crops up and I go yes I will buy that Toyota off you for 15 grand because I know that I can sell it for 22 grand yeah then he beats inflation with a seven percent increase because he's got a skill that he has acquired and mastered to ensure that when the time is right he can ensure that he um, reduces the impact of inflation yeah man I sit on cash right now in a 0.0% returning transactional account. Yeah. And like, 
anyone who's into yields and investments out there would be like, yeah, fucking what, mate? Like, mm. this is the worst time to do it. But I'm also a bit of a sicko as well in that regard where, like, it doesn't excite me to have, you know, stack a store of value throughout my life. I'm, I'm, I'm in a season where I'm income-based. Yeah. And I'm focusing on that and I'll deploy it into something. It might be, it could be any opportunity, but it'll only be one that I'm skilled at. I've got a, mul- multiple, a list of multiple things that I can pick. And that's it, and I won't deviate from it. But I think understanding this, being more conscious about what you know subconsciously is quite, I think, a little bit of a concept that you want to try and understand. You can see, so if we use everybody's favourite in New Zealand and we talk about housing, you can see if you go and look at the Auckland apartment market how it has not moved compared to freehold standing, freestanding residential. It is very different in terms of growth. Now, if you think about why that is, it's because you can keep printing apartments on top of each other. Have we got comments there? No, nah, it's 25 people watching. Jeez, oh, that sweet. must be bored on a Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. God bless. Yeah. yeah. So, but of course the apartments are never going to, You'll have special ones, penthouse ones, those $10 million fucking things that are, oh, I love know, those. can't be built out, yeah. But the reality is, is that if it's just in a, a two-bed, like, 60-square-metre apartment in the city, is that they're just going to find a piece of land next to you and build another thousand of them. Yeah. So that's where the value doesn't work, because that's just, like, the money we're using to buy them. It's unlimited, effectively, whereas the the one out in the suburbs with the quarter acre and, you know, can't be built out those views that have got a, you know, on a cliff or whatever... Mm. That's it. That's where the value comes in, right? And you can see examples of this everywhere. You can see examples like the other one that I see is when, uh, like, a, like um, Porsche, they might make a new car, but they say we're only going to make three hundred of them, and over the next five years it doubles. What yeah. are you looking for, mate? Oh, I was looking for my phone. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to do the outro? I was like, I've lost my phone. Oh. We have to cut the live stream. Yeah, yeah. We have to was, do an outro. I, I was literally like, what have I done with my phone? And I'm like, fuck, I've, I've lost my purchasing power. Now my phone. <laughs> Once I stop that, then I'll be able to, uh, yeah. So you can yeah. see these little examples everywhere of inflation affecting things and affecting things differently over a long term in a storehold of, of wealth and value and energy. Um, you just have to be conscious about it, what you're looking at. So yeah. I hope that, this helped learn, like teach you a little bit about it because I get asked about it all the time. I get asked to, can I catch up to have a talk about inflation? Yeah. So now no. I'm just going to start sending them this podcast and nice. hope that it helps. Um, and yeah, you have to do your own research and you have to do your own work on understanding it because it took me a long time to understand it because I didn't have no fucking idea about five years ago. Yeah, I think as well you've got to then decide how you're going to combat it because there's a number of different ways and there's you've got to pick your own path. And I think as well, you know, you, you want to jump on this RBNZ inflation calculator and just have a play with it just so you can get closer to the getting fucked off mm-hmm. <laughs> and being like, oh, okay, this is You could combo it up here. and go and do that that calculation you guys, you encourage people to do with the income yeah, yeah. since 2015 and then go play with the inflation <laughs> thing and see if you've beat it. Yeah, well, that's a yeah, very good point. Um and so you want to have a play with that, but also you can go, what would food cost? What would transport cost? What would clothing cost? What would wages cost? What would housing cost? Because as well, remember, the inflation rate might be 6%, but actually interest rates have gone up 300%. Yeah. 
you know. So if you've got a mortgage, you're like, oh well, yeah, all good and well to get a general basket of goods, but is that is my fucking mortgage in there? Yeah. Like, well, actually, we all have an individual inflation rate depending on what how we live. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a generalized overall view of the economy. And a bunch of people in a room decide what goes in the basket. So And it changes every three years from yep. what I understand. Yep. So, you know, we've thrashed increasing your income to death. We've talked about protecting your income. We've done a podcast on your opportunity of a lifetime in this recession. Like, we've tried to sort of get you thinking about this stuff. Uh, but again, you could cut costs. Not a big fan of that because I'm like, well, where do you it's stop limited. with that? It's limited. It's yep. not going to increase your brain's capacity but there is a, a point where you go, okay, what don't I need? Needs versus want. You've got to do some work over in that space. Uh, but also, what can you learn? You know, learn one more thing. There's a podcast on that, for instance. What can you individually learn that you know in some stat point of my future I can change this, swap this education for dollars? Mm. Because then you can lean on it when this shit happens. And remember, too, that you want to learn the stuff so that you can go, huh, when you see inflation at 4% again at some stage in your life and your child says to you, Dad, what do you think of the 4% inflation rate? I heard it's quite good. It's better than it being at 6 I heard it was 6.6 when you guys went through COVID. Fuck, what was that like? You go, son or daughter, I fucking sit down and I'll teach you what you need to be careful of because you're not fucking coming around here celebrating a 4% inflation rate, okay? Because that tin of Milo in the corner there is now $30. Otherwise, you're going to be a politician, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you want to pass this shit on to your kids too because this ain't like it ain't changing we're probably no. going to see more of this so once you know better you can do better and you can pass this on it becomes intergenerational now as well the other thing that I think is really important is the psychology of this so don't rely on credit and don't rely on buy now pay later I think that those types of products are feeding into this you're feeling like my money's not going as far um, this is bullshit, I really want that, that's going to make me happier, so I'm going to buy it, I can't afford it, I don't have the money, oh yes I can afford it, I can use buy now pay later, I can use my $2,000 credit card limit, you're literally, like you're the fucking, you've been used. $100 notes are just debits and credits, mm. it's a, it is, oh man, right, we could do a whole other podcast on that, but basically any any debt you have and credit you took out is new money in the yeah. system being created at the snap of a finger. And the more you pressure that, the more inflation we get. Yeah, and you know, we talk about crime, people wanting to dodge tax. We talk about people, you know, putting stuff on the company rather than paying for it individually. You're doing the same thing. Like then an outcome of inflation is you going, I'm feeling ripped off here. I'm going to buy some shit on credit and that's going to give me six weeks to pay it. You're going to increase your consumption. You're literally falling into the trap that they've yeah. created for you and then you're waiting for them to fix it for you too. Mm -hmm. So be careful because that is also a byproduct of it. You're not feeling like you're getting ahead and you're like, okay, I'm going to take more risk. I'm going to fucking just buy something real dodgy. Yeah. Um, I might even sell some drugs or something. You might do some things that are immoral to you that you previously <laughs> do would have that. <laughs> But, you know, this is what it will force I you know, to do. I know. Well, that's what we're talking about with crime and stuff. So mm. that's, that's where it comes from. I think just one final quick thing. Do you think it's easier for a company to increase prices if you only had savings or you had buy now pay later and you're like I can do that over six payments oh very good yeah so there you go yeah I think that is a nice way to be like I don't need that shit you're making it worse for yourselves out there team don't do that we're smarter than that we are smarter than that right mate that has been really really 
I hope it's insightful because it takes it took me a long time to work it out and I still feel like I can't articulate it well enough to help people learn about it you really do have to start asking why is this why what is this yourself and going to find out um, but this should hopefully there's a couple of light bulbs going off around the place and people can uh, start that journey on their own I mean at the end of the day it's happening you can't stop it and you might as well put effort into preventing st- it affecting you too much you can tell when Mikey really cares about something when he turns up here with literally pages of handwritten <laughs> notes. But even when he's looking at his notes, he's like, goes to say something and he's like, <laughs> and he's so thoughtful uh, in what he's trying to say. So, yeah. mate, I'm sure you've added a stack of, uh, of value there. I hope that people do continue to take inflation seriously because, again, yeah, great, we might beat it and we might be get back to 2.5%. But, God, like if you're not figuring out how to still get ahead of that you're mm. still literally going backwards and Mikey's just showing us some numbers that should scare the shit out of all of us yeah ACDC five stars to take us out yeah five star reviews eh yeah. what are they at now uh, 1,500 oh so they're cramping up they, they that's are. good yeah I can't seem to get this uh, attached back to the roadcaster there we go uh, five stars and also shout out to our friends at Double Yoke go yeah. and check that article out NZ yeah I can't wait to read it mate